Have you ever been faced with an issue and thought the Bible to be too outdated to have an answer? Welcome to Yenga's Corner Podcast, empowering women of all ages through God's Word. You'll be amazed how together we'll apply biblical truths to any issue in our daily living. Stay tuned. I'm Yenga Dinsil. Hello, dear friends. Uh, welcome to today's episode. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, like I said in the last episode, we have started a new series. It's called Jesus and Women. And uh, we are going to be studying uh, the encounter that Jesus had with uh, various women in the in the New Testament and uh, the impact and how it, ref- it reflects to our day-to-day living today and the encounters that Jesus might have with uh, with us today because these women even though they lived centuries ago we see that they they were living the same realities that we may be living today so this is going to be an interesting series and uh, last week uh, we saw in the last episode about a woman with the alabaster box who came and uh, in an act of worship and adoration uh, really just uh, washed Jesus' feet with uh, her tears and her hair. And today we're going to see another woman that uh, Jesus met, and this is uh, the Samaritan woman. I know most of you must have heard of uh, her story, the encounter that uh, she had with Jesus. And so we are going to explore this and uncover what biblical truth um, this encounter can be able to speak to our life today. And the story is found actually in John chapter 4, from verse 1 to verse 28, actually even going down to verse 34. But uh, for the purpose of uh, what we're going to be studying today, what we're going to be sharing today, we'll just be dwelling on uh, from verse 9, from verse uh, 4, sorry, to verse 26. So I'll be skipping verses here and there. But just to give you a context, uh, Jesus is uh, going to Judea, and so he's going through the city of Samaria. He left Judea, and he was going back to uh, to Galilee. And so he had to go through Samaria. And for those who don't know, historically, Samaria was uh, a city that most Jews, they were avoiding as a pest you know they could they would just do their best to not go through Samaria because there was a long-standing feud a historical long-standing feud with the people of Samaria uh, in that these people they were a mixed race of Jews and um, and Gentiles and because uh, they had kind of led uh, the people of God into worshiping other uh, gods and idols and thus leading to uh, a lot of punishment from God so they were looked down upon as not pure Jews as not people really belonging to God so there was that separation that has been long dated so there was just bad chemistry they did not mix at all like the Jews and the and the Samaritans there was a big animosity there was a, a lot of rivalry going through that and we see here Jesus breaking the norms as usual. He breaks always, you know, the boundaries and, uh, you know, because he has that authority because he came not only for specific people, for specific race, but he came to save the whole world. So he breaks those barriers that people have put 
for such a long time. And we see here, uh, he's tired. His disciples have gone into town to be able to go get bread. And so Jesus is sitting on the well of uh, uh, Jacob's well. And he's just resting there. And here comes into the scene a woman, a Samaritan woman. She's coming to draw water. And the Bible gives us actually the time. It says it was around noon. So <laughs> very important for a story today and for sharing because most of this, uh, you know, activity of drawing water was actually done super early in the morning or later in, the, you know, in the evening. So it was twice a day. The women will come and draw water. And so this woman comes at such an odd time. She's coming in, at noon. And we can discover really why she's coming at noon. Because she's a woman who is living a sinful life. So I, I'm assuming she doesn't want any encounter with the other women. She knows all the women in the village. They don't speak well of her. She has a very bad reputation. So to avoid that, she decides to, to come at noon when there's no traffic, when there's nobody. And she's surprised to actually see Jesus there. And Jesus asks her for a drink. And she's shocked. Says, How can you, a Jew, ask me, a Samaritan woman, to give you a drink? So basically, she was reminding Jesus in case he had forgotten to say, Hey, you have no business talking to me because you know this long-standing history that you cannot mix with the, you know, with the Samaritans. But Jesus continues as if, uh, you know, he hasn't even heard what she's saying. And uh, so we are reading from verse, uh, from verse 7. And because of this, we see that this Samaritan woman, having such a bad reputation, decides to come at this time. Can you imagine, like, God wanting to have the, this encounter with her will break, first of all, the barrier of that uh, f uh, historical feud that has been existence, in existence for so long, like centuries and centuries, and God will come and, and just break that. Why? Because he wants to come and change the life of this woman. So he breaks that, first of all. And secondly, the fact that she was a woman. So he had no business talking to a woman. And like, uh, you know, we had started this uh, series saying women were considered kind of second class. That's why even when it was coming in the uh, in the numbering of uh, uh, doing census, women were not even counted. But here Jesus comes and actually talks to this woman. It's just the two of them. So the woman can say, oh, I thought you were talking to somebody else. But really, Jesus addresses uh, his words to this woman. And ask her for uh, for water, or for a drink, and so we see from verse uh, uh, seven that when a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, "Will you give me a drink?" The Samaritan woman said to him, "You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink?" Jesus answered her. If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would be, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, 
You have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become will become in them a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get this I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw the water. So like the woman is thinking like, hey, this is gonna be a good deal. I don't even have to come in hiding. I'm coming every day at noon because I don't wanna see these people because I don't wanna mingle with these women who are going to be looking down at me. So give me this water so that I can be able to have, you know, a full supply. Little did she know that what God was talking about was actually spiritual water that was going to quench her thirst. Because you see this woman, as we uncover here, the Bible says that uh, Jesus told her, go call your husband and come back. You see, Jesus is in control over the conversation here. He is not letting her lead the conversation because it's not small talk. Jesus had a purpose for this encounter like he went out of his way to come into a very hostile territory for the jews he came because he had a purpose he wanted to bring salvation to this woman and salvation to this town so he didn't have time to waste around you know bidding about the bush with little conversation here and there so everything that jesus was speaking was actually speaking directly to the situation of this woman and this woman when he, she was asked to go call her husband uh, she said i have no husband you know it's like hey i'm free you know if you're available i'm free but jesus says to her you are right when you say you have no husband the fact is you have had five husbands and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. See the, the compassion that Jesus speaks to her. He doesn't do it in a condemning way. He doesn't put her down. But Jesus shows her that you know what? That life that you've been living in hiding, God sees it and he exposes it. He says, you said right. Because Jesus would have just said, yeah, you're right. You don't have a husband. But he goes like, no, even the one that you have is a fifth one on your list and is not even your husband. So God is actually calling to the conscience of this woman saying, hey, this is what I've been telling you. Like the, the water, the kind of water that I'm, I'm about to give you is a water that is going to quench your thirst. You know, your spiritual thirst. Because you've been ha trying to fill that void within you with this promiscuous life. Trying, you know, you know, finding love from men. Yet God is giving you an opportunity to free you to be able to give you love. So she might never have dared to go to the Jewish territory, this woman. She could not have dared go to the Jewish territory because she was already at risk even in her own territory can you imagine now going to a jewish territory you know to the enemy's territory but jesus came out of his way to meet this woman so that he can change her life so it was jesus who went to her you know sometimes friends we think 
that you know our condition is so pathetic we can't even go we can't even approach god but god doesn't wait for us even to come to us he himself comes to us he doesn't wait for us to come to him because he knows we might not even be able to do so because our conscience is condemning us maybe the kind of life that we are living is condemning us so he comes to us Jesus went out of his way to come and meet the need of this woman. The need of this woman was a spiritual thirst. Why she had a void in her that she was trying to fill with other things. And so far it hasn't been successful. She has been having husband after husband after husband. You know, she thought that, you know, I don't have love. I'm not getting love from my family. I'm not getting love from my friends. I'm going to get it from men. And she kept on changing one man after another, up to the fifth one. And still there was a void within her. And here she meets another man. And wow, what a, what a transformation. Because the man that she meets this time around is not the same kind of man that she's been, she's been with. This man is different, you know. This man is not out there just to use her as a you know as a uh, as an object and leave her depleted this man is actually there to be able to give something to her for once you know everybody has been taking away from her but for once she meets a man that is ready to give her something to give value back to her to show her that she's loved of god to show her that there's you know there's hope for her life and she reaches that realization when she starts going into the way of worship yet God says to him yet a time is coming and and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the father in the spirit and in the truth for they are the kind of worshipers the father seeks God is spirit and his worshipers must worship him in spirit and in truth the woman say I know that the messiah is coming when he comes he will explain everything to us jesus declared i the one speaking to you i am he wow what a beautiful way of closing like this woman she's you know she's going right and left she's talking about things that she doesn't know but god tells her jesus tells her here that you see salvation has come to you you know even though you know, uh, what you worship, you do not know for salvation is from the Jews. But now salvation has come to you. And, she, and Jesus says that this is the time. A time is coming and that time is now. That the Father is seeking true worshipers. And this woman is having that invitation, you know, that she can be one of those true worshipers. What an amazing invitation. And she's talking, says, yeah, I know. I heard that the Messiah is going to come. You know, when he comes, he's going to explain everything to us. Only to hear that she was actually speaking to the Messiah himself. It's just a transformation. It clicked. For once, she knew that she's going to have a new life. Her life was transformed instantly. And she ran back into the village. She said, come see a man. They were like, oh my gosh, another one? 
you know, because they've heard of her reputation. But you see, this man is different. He says, come see, would it not be the Messiah? And now it, she got everybody's attention because so far all that she's been doing was sinful. But here she's bringing something that is actually bringing people closer to God. She's talking of a connection with God. She's talking of a transformation. And they're like, huh, coming from her? We better go check it out ourselves. Maybe you've been in that kind of situation where nobody listens to you. And then God says, you know what? I want to use you in that very same space, in that very same place where you do not have a voice, where you've been looked down upon. That is the very area that God wants to transform you and to be able to use you. Friends, let not those labels that people have put on you be your identity because God wants to do something different. As Jesus made a difference in this woman's life and she became an evangelist, she was the first woman to bring, you know, the good news into her village. She went and she spoke of a man that had transformed her life and she wanted to share it with others. This is what Jesus was telling her, that now out of you, there's going to be a spring of water. It's going to be welling out of you and touching others. That's exactly what happened so instantaneously after that encounter with Jesus. Maybe that's the encounter that you're going to have with the Lord now that is going to change your life, that is going to transform you. And out of you, you're going to be a source of blessing for so many people. So don't live in that situation where you have been labeled. Don't accept that place of disgrace that people have placed you or that the enemy has placed you because that's what the devil likes, to pin us down. Because God is saying today that he wants to make a well to spring out of you, you know, a spring to come out of you. You know, he says them, I will give them, the water that I give will be a spring of water welling up to eternal life. You know, coming from a well, a well is, it's something that, you know, it's dug, you know, and, and water is collected there. But a spring, it's, it's a natural source of water. And he says it will be springing to eternal life. And that's exactly what this, this woman did. She introduced to her village, her entire village. Because later on we see these people saying, Now we believe, not because of what you said, but because of what we have heard. She connected them to God. God is calling you to be a connector, you see regardless of what kind of a, you know, a resume you have. It doesn't matter. God wants you to be a connector. Connect people to God. So friends, this encounter with a Samaritan woman changed her life. And Jesus wants to change your life today. The encounter that she's going to, he's going to have with you is going to transform your life. Because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he did it back then, he's ready and willing to do it today. He has come out of his way to meet up with you. Will you accept him? Until next time, may God bless you.